Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Duane. Yeah, we're in a nice city of Raleigh, North Carolina. We are also in probably what is now going to be my favorite place in North Carolina. Um, seeing that I lived in Fayetteville, and now I'm in Raleigh, and those are really my only two options, I'm going to pick Raleigh 10 times out of 10. I wouldn't want to be in Fayetteville. I'd rather be in Raleigh. Charlotte's nice. But Raleigh is more like accessible by highway. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just like I just genuinely like where we are. We're the transfer food, uh, transfer co food hall, right? Is that what it is? I forgot. Yeah, transfer. Yeah, it's a yeah transfer. Basically, if transfer you're from co the food hall, Dover area. This is basically the Spencer's Bazaar on steroids. I don't know what that means. Uh, well, if I'm you, not from if Dover. You're, if you're from Dover, you know what Spencer's Bazaar is. It's, a, it's a, like a Lancaster market. It's an okay. Amish market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's open on Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, I think, or the three days it's open. And every fifth Wednesday of every other month? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I just know Tuesday, Fridays, and Saturday. I got those three days down pack. If it's open on the fifth Wednesday, so be it. <laughs> um, it's a nice place. Food smells good. Well, I, I like this place because it's got one of two Argentinian empanada places in, in North Carolina. Uh, the other one's further towards Durham. Um, but Durham's not far. It's not. But so shout out to Champanadas for uh, for hooking up. Well, not hooking it up. We paid for it, but for uh, providing lunch there. Shout out to Yellow Umbrellas for providing the free shade. Yes, that is there that is, and also the fact that we're actually so one of the few times that we actually get to record next to each other. Yeah. Um. But this time, you know, second or third time we've recorded outside. This is the first time we're recording. Can we consider this almost a live show? Like I'd say it's a live show. I mean. The guns are out, you know, got my arms out, getting this tan. It's 75 degrees, would you say, 75? I'm wearing a hoodie. Yeah, it's hot. I don't know why, but I'm wearing a hoodie. Uh, this might be the biggest crowd we've ever talked in front of, even though no one's listening to us or nah. paying attention. I mean, I can ask you like soccer and we can interview some people. No, it's all right. We'll just keep it to us. Football, uh, football? No, I mean, it's 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 enough with the fact that my dad keeps walking around us with like, <laughs> I don't know what he's, I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah, Sebastian's dad has a signed jersey. He's trying to get us to like sign this thing. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm not famous. Just coached away from Delaware Union. In his no. in his book, you're famous. Yeah, in his book, you're. He's famous. He's got the Adidas uh, Delaware Union old jersey. Yeah, trying to get it signed. Number zero, trying to get it signed. <laughs> Don't know where he got it from. Um. So yeah, so we're in North Carolina. We're here for the Columbus Day uh, tournament at hosted by NCFC. Um, a lot of games this weekend. We have six teams. Um, in the tournament, we have two 2012 teams. The 2010 teams are here. 2010 girls are here. The 2009 girls are here. The 08 girls and the high school girls team is here. So six teams all together. So I have a third of the teams here. You have a third of the teams here. So do I. Yeah, and I've got eight games. How many games you got? Uh, six. Uh, uh, six uh, confirmed. Uh, six six confirmed. confirmed. Six confirmed. Oh, man. So I've got like. I'm not gonna go into the map. I got the most games. You have the well, no, actually, no, because Kyle technically has half the he has half the teams in the tournament. How many games is Kyle gonna be on the sideline for? Uh, probably nine, maybe, maybe, maybe seven, eight. I don't know. Uh, I can't beat eight. I can't. I can't get to a final. It's it's straight up round robin. Yeah, winner winner wins. So I mean, it'll be great uh, if he can get if he can match you though. If he can match me, that's great. If he beats me, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> if he gets nine over your eight, I'm gonna have to find a tournament that just says winner stays. I'm just gonna win all the games. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to find a one-hour tournament. Just throw a tournament in the parking lot. 
tournament in the parking lot winter stays i might have to host my own tournament <laughs> kyle's stuck in traffic though so let's move on from kyle all right fair enough um but yeah so we're doing an nc we're doing a tour of nc state today uh which i'm really excited for uh so that'll be fun uh gold wolfpack right Go wolfpack go yeah. pack go pack they got a game against uh football game against florida state tomorrow night at eight o'clock home game and then they also play UNC. The women's team plays UNC at Chapel Hill this weekend. Yeah, big, big, big slate of events for the Wolfpack this weekend. And we're going to go watch uh, uh, NC State women's club game yeah. against High Point and hopefully take a picture and cheer on one of our former Delaware players and Diamonds player. Yeah, I'm assuming their men's team is probably away this weekend with all the counter events. Probably. Um, but they're probably playing this weekend. Good luck to all the Wolfpack teams. Yeah. But, thanks um, for hosting us. Thanks for hosting us, yeah. Love Raleigh. Love the area. Um, obviously, NC State rules the world. And Raleigh, shout out to uh, William Peace, Meredith, Shaw University, the underdogs here, L- little dogs here. I mean, we've we've been to Meredith. We went to Meredith last year. Yeah, but they're, they're the puppies. They're puppies, right? I mean, I, I guess. If, if NC State's the wolf pack, everybody else is the puppies. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're we're here in North Carolina. We're excited. Um, we'll have obviously an update next week on how the tournament went. Uh, we may we may I don't know. We have the equipment here. Like we, it's it's a shame that we've always talked about you know recording stuff on the field and stuff. But I don't know. You have so many games. And- you got six games, so you have a couple of spots open that you can uh, help record. And maybe maybe I can get one of those mics I put on my shirt and record live. It's called a lapel mic. Lapel. Maybe I'll go to lapel. Yeah, there you go. I got an Amazon Prime and a lapel. <laughs> Get it delivered to the transfer free co. Yeah, is there an Amazon field at the WRAL Park? You might be able to get one delivered there. Is there an Amazon field there? Because I mean, they got a field for everything. They got a, they got a Dick Sporting Goods, McDonald's, McDonald's Sheets, BP. Um, thinking of the other gas station. It's red and yellow. I can't think of what it's called. I know I Shell. Can see it. No, it's not Shell. It's something else. I don't yeah. know, but when I see it tomorrow, it's I think it's field fourteen I play on. That's the WRAL. WRL is in a fantastic complex, uh, and we're actually going to try to go see. And this will be a Wake Med. Uh, we're going to try to go see NCFC, the USL team play tomorrow night. Wake Med's the best park, though. Yeah, Wake Med is awesome. All right, yeah, I don't think I've ever the, been there. So Wake Med's got. I mean, you talk about Bermuda fields, great grass fields. Great grass fields. You know, they shut down the stadium, and then they still give you the equivalent of the stadium on regular grass fields next to the stadium. Nice. I know they have at least three. They probably have more than three fields next to the stadium, but great facilities. Um, William Peach uses those as their home facilities, I think. Okay. Unless they built a stadium there. I don't um, know. But back in the day, back in my that's heyday. Where, that's where it was? That's where we went, Wake Mad. And that was the, that was the mecca. Well... So this past weekend, we didn't really... Well, I mean, we got to play some games. I got to play one of my games, so do you. We got to play, play two games. Uh, big rain weekend because uh, of Hurricane Ian. Um, shout out to all the soccer clubs and all the people in Florida. Hopefully they get to recover soon. Um, from from And same thing with, with here. I mean, the, the, the hurricane came through here. Um, well, for, Raleigh, I'll tell you from experience, um, I think it was Hurricane Matthew hit North Carolina... When I was in college in 2016, Raleigh doesn't get hit, didn't lose power. Raleigh was pretty much like the uh, meetup point. So if you got hit with a hurricane, you just came to Raleigh. Yeah. And you got a hotel room and just came out and enjoyed life and forgot about everything. Or you used Raleigh to get back to Delaware, which I had to do because the water wasn't safe when we were under one of those uh, uh, 
boiling water advisories. Okay. So, yeah, Raleigh's always a good place. It's safe. It's a good, safe place. It's, it's away from the uh, the coast. But, yeah, shout out to all the families. I saw a lot of trailers and um, pickup trucks going back down to Florida on my way down. So I know that things are going to get recovered soon. Um, it's always a time process, but hopefully they can get back up and running, especially on the soccer aspect, get the kids back to normal as soon as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so I want to talk about um, – so there are some for- unfortunate things that happened – and it's going to be kind of like a dark moment of the podcast to a certain extent. Uh, there's some unfortunate things that happened uh, in the world of soccer over the last couple of weeks. Uh, it started out uh, with, uh, we'll go through two things that happened at soccer fields. So Indonesia, um, you may have you may have heard this story. It I was, think that thing hit like news everywhere. Oh, 100%. Uh, we got a visitor on the podcast. Oh, we do. That might be, the, this might be the, oh no, it's not the first mascot we've had. No, it's not. Carly, it's not. Was, Carly, was, Carly, Carly was, was first. Yeah, Carly was Maybe first. Troy. Yeah. Um, so we've, uh, so in Indonesia, there was two games playing. Um, they, uh, there was, there was uh, a stampede that happened. Uh, basically, this team had, had not lost at home. For over 23 years, um, and then all of a sudden they did lose, and then the fans were not, not happy. happy, not happy at all. Um, and then a massive tragedy of over 170 people passing away in a stampede. Um, so now the two football club officials uh, have been given life bans. Um, the three of the exits were locked, which is an absolute ridiculously like it shouldn't have, that shouldn't be the way it's happening. Um, so ultimately, that happened in Indonesia. And then last night, um, I was watching Boca Juniors playing Gimnasia for was was a one of the most important games, probably or one of the most important games of the of the fixture this weekend because uh, there's only five games left in the. Or four games left in the Argentinian league. Everybody's within ten points, right? Everyone's within ten points. That is like tenth place. Is it tenth place is within tenth uh, place is within ten points? I think, right? No, maybe I mean, place? It, yeah, maybe. It's close. It's cl- it, it, there's a lot of teams. Left. There's a lot of teams. Yeah. So right now, uh, Atlético Tucumán sits here, sits on top with forty-four points. Boca sits behind them with a game behind with forty-two points, and then uh, we go down from there. But yeah, between. Uh, ninth place and first place is a 10 point difference. Uh, so Boga Juniors playing uh, away with the rumor that Messi is going to Newell's to uh, get them into promotion, right? <laughs> I heard I heard they're getting a loan for Messi. Promotion? They're already they're in, they're they're they're. Oh the no! Wait, it is a top. It's a top. They're in the first 10. division. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Sorry. Oh, they're to try to get into the elite, into a cup. In the cup. What is it? The top 10 goes into the. Yeah, cup. yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. They go into the cup. So um, uh, half a season, half a season. <laughs> half a season. Yeah. So um, so right now, nine minutes into the game, uh, the stadium doors got locked as soon as the game started, with a bunch of fans still outside of the stadium with tickets. So uh, in Argentina, for over the last ten years or more, I think at this point, no away fans are allowed in league games. So ultimately. Uh, the home the home team. It's only home fans, and the way it works in Argentina is if you're a member of that club, like if you pay like your monthly dues, you're entitled to get a ticket. Um, so then, 
somehow there was more people than seats available. And then there was people that were left out of, out of the seats or out of the stadium. They locked the stadium doors. They didn't let anybody in. Uh, didn't pe- let, obviously didn't let anybody out. Well, and that, we'll get to that in a second. So um, people weren't allowed in. So people started getting upset. People that, that have their, their dues up to date and everything else. Uh, people got upset. And then all of a sudden the police started uh, basically trying to um, instill some sort of ordinance with the plate with people. Uh, tear gas slash um, uh, not it was like pepper spray, but in the form of like a bomb to a certain extent. Yeah, tear gas is never when tear gas comes out, the situation is never good. Um, and the way the wind was blowing, legitimately, the wind the way, and the way the stadium is built, all the tear gas and the pepper spray blew into the stadium through the benches. Um, and it went through, and then all of a sudden, nine minutes into the game, the players started holding their faces, the, the, the coaching staff from both teams. Um, and then they were starting to, they were trying to figure out what to do. So they, they closed, or they, they stopped the game. Um, coaches, players, referees couldn't breathe on the field. Um, so they tried to go into the locker room. And then all of a sudden, it started affecting the people in the stands. People in the stands couldn't breathe. They weren't letting people out of the stadium. There was doors that were that were um, welded shut that normally should be open, um, but for whatever reason they're welded shut. Uh, then there was um, there was kids. There was issues outside of the stadium where uh, police officers shot uh, people with rubber bullets from like point blank. Uh, a um, a reporter holding a camera uh, was shot point blank three times in his in his chest with the rubber bullets uh just because he was filming yeah it's, and and he was supposed to be there um it's so unfortunate you know i mean we take going for to sporting events for kind of for granted like if you think about we watched the highlights of like the 2020 you know videos in 2021 when there was no fans in the stands you, you kind of take that for granted and now we get to this situation where it's like hey we can have people back in the stands now there's too many like and we just had to come up with and when I say we, I mean, you know, FIFA, UEFA, all the confederations and the federations need to come up with a common language to get everybody on the same page. Like, I get it that, you know, U.S. soccer is going to be different from Mexico or Canada, for, per se, but we've got to get everybody on the same page so they can watch the game safely. You know, that's, that's the yeah. part. Everybody's there to support their team. The unfortunate part in this entire thing was there was, there was kids that... Uh, uh, unfortunately, a man died uh, of cardiac arrest due to the due to the trauma of everything. Um, there was there was players from the home team that were looking for their kids that were in the stands watching them play, and they were trying to get their kids. Boca players were throwing water into the stands so people could have water to try to wipe their face off and things like that. Um, reporters trying to keep get people in their like um, in their news van to keep them safe because there was women and children that, that were just running around. There was kids that got lost that were just, that they were still trying to look for. Um, I mean, you see it a lot now. Like, I mean, with this scenario and a couple of weeks ago when I, I know there was a game in La Liga, I think where the goalkeeper threw the uh, defibrillator up yes, in the stands yes. to save a person's life. Like, yep. you know, the supporters are there to support the players, but I feel like nowadays you see the players supporting the 
fans, not more, but in a more like a more impactful way. Well, they're involved. Well, well I mean, the, the the thing is, again, like we cannot forget that. Especially, I'm not saying like, especially in a club where where maybe the stadium isn't super big or things like that. You're talking about your kids are going to go watch you play, and you know where they sit, right? They sit in the same place every Absolutely. single week and things like that, right? So something happens in the stands. The first thing you're looking for is your kids. You're trying to make sure your family's safe. Um, so what they ended up doing is once all the players went in the locker rooms and things like that, they ended up opening the stadium, the field. So all the fans went into the field, and they were like, it was it was like watching a bunch of ants running around. Um, it, it's it's unfortunate that things like this happen. It's unfortunate that that Argentinian soccer continues to unfortunately set up a, a crappy standard for for things that are not good with the game that are wrong um it's unfortunate that that i don't i don't know if it'll get fixed i don't know obviously I mean, my dad my dad's from the top right my dad's seen a lot more soccer than i have and he's lived it a lot more actually in person um i've only watched it really from home because living in the states but um but time and time again it's unfortunate because argentinian soccer can can be so much more um but then, you know, people complain. It's like, why do Argentinian players leave? You know, they play four games well, and then they, they get an offer and they leave for things like this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, this I mean, is why the product, that's what the product is terrible. That's why it's just not, it's not good. There's no consistency. Players leave. It'll coaches, just happen in the top five leagues. Right? Rare, rarely. I mean, there things are, do happen. Dwayne, there are 30, there are 28 teams in the Argentinian league. There's been 26 coaches that have been, or, that have been fired. It sounds like the NFL. To some me. some coaches some coaches were fired at the beginning of the season, and rehired after they fired the second coach. That's worse than the. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb on this, but this is probably worse than the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, and the NHL combined. I'm sure. Like I know, there's a lot of NFL and NBA coaches because I follow those a little bit more. That have been rehired for other teams, but never rehired. You're saying rehired to the same yeah. team. Imagine, imagine, imagine Jim Curtin gets fired from the Philadelphia Union. They bring in you. They fire you, and they bring Jim Curtin back all in the same season. I ain't going out like that. If they fire me, I'm going out. You're gonna remember me. You're gonna remember me by my wins and losses, but you're not gonna remember. You're gonna remember me by the way I went out. You're not gonna fire me. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like that's that's exactly like what ended up happening in this in this scenario. Like, so when you have that many people, that many coaches that get fired, like, like everybody everybody lives in a door, but everybody lives in a tense scenario, right? Like that's exactly what it is, right? You live in a world where if you lose three games, you're fired. So everybody's tense. Everyone's angry. Everyone's like, so everyone's lives in constant tension. Like you can't live on the edge constantly. You gotta get results, but you gotta you gotta understand. I mean, you gotta understand what comes with getting results. But right? you also like, gotta understand there's a process to the whole entire absolutely. thing. Absolutely, right? like, you gotta like, put a style of play in. If you have players that are injured, you know that takes effect. You know, you have players that you know fit your system but haven't been playing. You gotta get them minutes and get them. In, like, there's so many things that go. There's so many variables that go into it. Yes, it's, it's so tough. Yes, you know and. It goes all the way down to the youth game, man. Like, you have players that fit your system and what you're trying to do, and they maybe players that you they've never been asked to do something. I I told a player last weekend in a play day, said anything past midfield and any corner kick on your side, I want you to take this corner kick or free kick. Yeah. And never in their life have they been asked to take a corner kick or free kick. 
Mm-hmm. I said, hey, why? And they asked me why. I said, because the trajectory of where your ball lands is perfect. You don't hit it too far. Yeah. You're going to shank one, which is okay. I'll live yeah. with that one. But you'll shank one, but it'll land exactly where, nine times out of ten, it's going to land exactly where I want the ball to land. Mm-hmm. So it comes back to that part, too. But um, it is. So, all right. So let's move on to something more close to home, which is unfortunate. Um, so we're going to... So um, I think we've talked about this before uh, last year when this happened, but uh, Paul Riley and uh, Richie Burke, uh, Richie Burke, yeah, Richie Burke, um, were coaches of the Portland Thorns and the Washington Spirit. Well, then uh, Paul Riley was the coach of the North Carolina Courage. Um, when allegations came out of sexual misconduct and sexual harassment by players, by both or by both. Uh, for both coaches. Um, so uh, Sally Yates, who is the um, U.S. Attorney General, uh, did a whole entire report. The uh, Sorry, the U.S. Deputy Attorney General uh, did an entire report and investigation on what happened with both Richie Burke and uh, with Paul Riley. Um, so it turns out that um, Paul Riley had allegations when he was at Portland. And in Portland, uh, the player who presented those allegations um, and her teammate both went to Portland, the Portland Thorns, and to the general manager and to multiple people within the organization, and they did nothing about it. Then they sent a message to the NWSL, who did nothing about it. Um, and then not only that, when uh, which is called it was used called Western New York Flash, which then became North Carolina Courage. Uh, called the general manager for the Portland the, Thorns. Were they like Magic Jack FC before that? No, Magic Jack was in Florida. Oh, it was in Florida. Magic Jack oh, was in my Florida. My bad, my bad. Yeah. Um, so they went to the general manager for the Portland Thorns, and they said, hey, Paul Riley, we might – because, oh, by the way, Paul Riley got fired from the Portland Thorns with – but not explaining why he got fired, but he got fired because of ultimately oh, allegations. Um, and so when North Carolina Courage came calling – the general manager said, oh, I would hire him in a heartbeat. He's a great coach. With no mention of the investigation that the Portland Thorns had done internally. It's, dude, it's, when you talk about, when you talk about women's, women's sports specifically, like, you think about women in our lives, you know, moms, sisters, wives, daughters, you know, directly nieces, aunts, you know grandmothers, all those, right? You gotta treat women with respect because at the end of the day, it is somebody's mother's mother, somebody's daughter. Yeah, I mean... Somebody's mom, somebody's grandmother. You know, it's some. it, it belongs to someone. Like, you can't just treat women without respect. We've gone so far in our country with, you know, women's rights. We've gone so far that like, you have to treat women with respect. Like, no matter... The men and women's soccer game is drastically different, but there are some comparisons you can take away. But you have to treat women with respect. Like you have to treat them. I think as people. I think the level of respect. I think it needs to go to everybody. But at the same time, I also think it's it's the fact that I I think the yes, what Paul Riley and Richie Burke did 
was terrible. But at the same time, the fact that people knew about it and did nothing about it, the 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 commissioner of the league knew about it, and then the new commissioner of the league knew about it, and nobody did anything about it, and they allowed this guy to still continue to to coach within the within the league or just to coach in general. You like, got screenshots, you got screen recordings. Yes. You got, you know, um, ring doorbell cameras, you got dog cameras, all those things that I could pick up on your conversations now. I, I, just, I just don't understand why we continue to find out that these things have happened. And not only that, when we find out they happened, right? So we found out about it in 2021, the, the news really broke, broke to everybody. This happened in 2015 and 2016. Like, how? Why do we have to wait five and six years to to find out information? Why aren't things happening earlier? Why aren't people that that have come forward to like? Why aren't we they taking? Why aren't they taken seriously? Like, that's it's a huge issue. Um, but ultimately, so there is a um, so the reason why I brought this up, and I, and I'll watch it for next week, and then we can we can ultimately talk about it. But there is a. Um, there's a documentary on on ESPN Plus um, that is called. I want to make sure I have this right. Um, but uh, there's a documentary about this on ESPN Plus. Uh, I can't remember the, or find the name of it right now. But um, but anyway, so it's. Uh, oh, sorry. Truth be told. It's an E60 documentary, truth be told, on ESPN Plus. Uh, so I'll watch it. Um, you know, she's the uh, Lisa ba- Lisa Baird, uh, who was a commissioner at the time when everything came out, and then she also resigned uh, immediately afterwards. Uh, talks about this on this doc- on this documentary. So uh, I'll make sure I watch it, and we'll talk about it next week. Um, but yeah, let's make sure things like this don't happen. Um, and then the stuff with Richie Burke at the Washington Spirit had to do with um, not only sexual misconduct, but also uh, racism as well, too. Uh, there was something else that went on um, with DC United, right? Like, I think a couple of weeks ago where one of the players walked off, said something to Wayne Rooney while he was walking off about something that happened on the field. I can't uh, remember exactly, but something happened with DC United a couple of weeks ago. I well, think it was DC United entered Miami. Can we also talk about... Um, can we also talk about you sent me this actually? Uh Blue Mountain State. Is that what it was? Blue Mountain State of women's soccer? Yes. Have you seen Blue Mountain State? You gotta be above a certain age demographic to see Blue Mountain State. Um, I actually showed my girlfriend Blue Mountain State and she's a little bit older than me. She's never seen Blue Mountain State before. It came out like two thousand ten. Yes. So you gotta be above a certain age demographic to know what it is, but oh my goodness. If you know what that is, oh my goodness. Um, so can we talk about the fact that this college coach got fired or banned? This college coach. You would have thought this college coach was still a college athlete. <laughs> a college fraternity brother. It was a guy, right? Uh, it was, was a guy. A, no, it was a woman. It was a woman. You thought she was a college sorority athlete. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, it was a woman because, yep, yep, yep. Carla something, right? Because of some of the alle- or, or allegations of what she was doing with the men's soccer team. Yeah, Carla Carla Tejas. Whew. University of Texas. Uh, Prairie, Prairie Brook, maybe? PB? Y- yeah, I think so. 
Uh, hold on, because now I'm running into... Permian Basin. Yeah, there we go. You know Permian from uh, Friday Night Lights. Odessa Permian, I think that was the uh, team there. Okay. Here's your little history lesson. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so Carla Te- Tejas, or Tex, yeah, Tejas, uh, placed on administrative leave um, for allegations of uh, asking players to help her pay her bail after she got a DWI, um, physical interactions with members of the men's soccer team, uh, distributing alcohol to minors, also uh telling players that they should go and cheat on tests because soccer was more important than academics. And probably the, the, the one that, the one that causes you to almost laugh, um, or not to almost laugh, to actually laugh because it is absolutely ridiculous that this, she did this. Um, she was ejected from the game, from a game and then decides to come back into the game in disguise what is she throwing a mustache? No, no, <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm thinking about, right? No, I'm Carlos. I, I'm thinking she put on like a graduate mask, like glasses, nose, uh, mustache. Right. She went from Carla to Carlos real yeah. quick. Yeah. So, but the fact that you asked your players to bail you out of jail. Yes. Like, probably goes. So, if I ever go to jail, you know, I'm going to think hard. About who I'm going to call that's actually going to be able to bail me out. Not a collection of my players. Not a collection of players. Probably not. Someone who's got the money to bail me out right away. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So Where's that applause? Where's C? Uh, where's C? There we go. All right. There you go. Um, all right. Let's move on to the player of the match. Number uh, 47 from Manchester City. You don't know who that is. It's the other guy. They got a hat trick this weekend against Manchester United. The guy that Pep Guardiola, he spoke highly of since he's got there. I mean, the kid's played truly every position. He's played left wing. He's played a false nine. He's played right wing. He's played in the midfield. I mean, he was seen against Manchester United um, distributing balls out of the back. Phil Foden, man. Um, I mean, just a class player all around. The fact that you scored a hat trick against Manchester United, which is your rival, you got to take a back seat because your teammate scored a hat trick. He scored, I think, something before they played their Champions League game. He scored 18 goals in 12 games. Yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah, you got to give Phil Foden his his flowers. Sorry for the United States. He's got to start in the World Cup all three games. Yeah. I don't know where Gareth Southgate starts him. Uh, out wide. Probably out wide. I, I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, with out England, wide. England, I don't know what my formation is. I have to honestly look at my players that are in form. Might be a two. It might be, it might be two in the back. <laughs> two in the back. Just and then just some seven, wing backs. Seven people forward. And just some wing backs. Kyle man. Walker just bumping Kyle out. Walker's out. Oh, he's out? He oh. got surgery oh. uh, the other day. Kyle Walker's out. Oh, never mind. No Kyle Walker. Trent, Trent Alexander-Arnold and whoever else plays on the left back. Um, Was it Luke Shaw? Yeah. Chowell or somebody? Where's Chowell? I think Chowell might be Scotland. I don't know. (laughs) You you in Scotland, Wales, and England, you have a huge issue with... The United (laughs) Kingdom. You know, United Kingdom for Olympics. Yes, Team GB. Team GB. England, Scotland, Wales for the FIFA World Cup. Like, we got to figure that part out. Um, All right. Because we might as well go, you know... 
Team North America for the World Cup and you mean USA, the- Mexico, and Canada would win. <laughs> All right. So my player of the match is going to go to Erling Holland um, because this guy scored five goals in, in a week. Um, and he's also just an absolute machine. Was that it? I mean, just this week. Just this week. In the last seven weeks. How many games did he play? Just two? Two. Just two just games. Two. Just two games. Um, but he also he had a quote a couple weeks ago, which I, don't, I we forgot to talk about. But he had a quote a couple weeks ago that they asked him, like, you know, why don't you touch the ball more in a game? And he said, listen, if I can score four goals and only touch the ball four times, I'm good. Like, I don't need to do anything else. Um, which is what you want. Like, There was a game a couple weeks ago, City. I can't remember who they were playing. They were very, it was a competitive game. It was close. And the comment was, Holland needs to check in and touch the ball more. Yeah. And when he did, the the just game just got congested. It was like two yeah, blocks of five. Much. No, he just needs to sit up top and just do what he does, which is the dude score ran goals. The full field. If you go back and look at this Borussia Dortmund clip, he ran the full field in six point six seconds. He's fast. He's fast. He's tall. He's strong. He can finish. What else do you need from the guy? He's going to be better than Lewandowski and Benzema. Be better than Zlatan. Maybe. Like I think that's the bar. I mean, Lewandowski is a beast. Benzema is a beast. But I think like you start comparing this guy to Zlatan as like a generational talent because Zlatan was just like he got buckets everywhere, man. He was scoring everywhere, and Alan has been on what three major teams so far. Yeah. And he scored everywhere. And he's making the Premier League look easy, which is the sick part. Yeah, that's the part that's crazy. Now, Lewandowski's making La Liga look easy. Yeah. Um, And who else? Somebody else is making it look easy, too. Uh, I mean, Messi's got a couple goals. Messi's got a couple goals. Lewandowski. Is somebody in the German League making it look easy? Bundesliga? The guy from Bayern. I forget his name. But yeah, yeah. The, guy, the guy from Bayern's making it look like There's guys making it look easy. Yeah. And obviously the point of soccer is to score goals, but you got guys that are making looking like scoring goals look easy, which is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's you should have seen the guys on Ender's face when Holland scored his first goal. They were just like, yeah, you know, we, we probably worked on it for three days. Can't stop them. What do you want us to do? Yeah. What do you want us to do? Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to the fair play of the week. We'll stay with the idea of, of England and Germany. Um, so October 7th, 2000, uh, it was going to be the last game at the old Wembley Stadium, uh, and it was a World Cup qualifier for the tw- 2002 World Cup. Uh, Germany ends up beating um, uh, England, and the manager at the time, Kevin Keegan, um, resigns while he's in the bathroom at Wembley. Perfect place. I'm not going to say the word, but you were doing <laughs> that bad of a job. Yeah. So starts with an S. Yeah. So he was. Uh, so he he said he wasn't up for the job. Uh, He's probably sitting down when he said this too. So and he he ends up he ends up resigning, which was also the last, uh, you know, the last match there. England, you're due for one. You've got the players to compete and get one, but you got to earn it. You got you got to grind it out, just like the teams. Premier League. You got to grind it out. Which, by the way, in a couple of weeks we will start our World Cup. Uh, I think we're gonna do a World Cup like preview slash bracket, like a like a bracket, yeah, bracket. yeah. 
we'll do we'll do like three or four questions of the World Cup. Like who's your who's your underdog? Who's gonna like fail? Who's gonna yeah? I'll tell you this. I got some insider info. Oh, I know you, a guy. You do? I got. I know a guy. He's been on the podcast. You know a guy that knows a guy. I know a guy. It's been on the podcast. It's been on the podcast. Okay. If his son gets selected to the World Cup, he's already got his days off of work and he's going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. going. I talked to him. I said, "Man, how's things going?" I was like, "What's up?" And he's like, "Man, if, if things going. go well, he he's out. He's out. He's, he's going. going. He's, he's going. going. Hey, good. say hey." Take us with you. <laughs> well, I didn't say take wanna, us with you. Do you want to be the official podcast of the <laughs> No, no, I, I, the double I, M, the double M podcast? No, nah, because I think I think like the podcast is one thing, but going to see that as a parent. Oh, it's a different Dude, story. that's got to be. That's what I'm saying. We, no, 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 that's what I'm saying. We can go we can go document it. That is satisfaction. We can go document it for him. ESPN3. Yeah. Elocho. Um e- right. ESPN9. <laughs> All right, fair play of the week. Uh, I I was kind of going back and forth with this. I think I'm going to give my fair play of the week to the Middleton High School boys. Uh, Last night or yesterday afternoon, we played Del Castle. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't get the result we were looking for. But um, I do think the boys played not only really well, but they they emotionally handled the game really, really well in tough moments. So I thought I thought that was that was really cool team effort in general and. Uh, a tough loss, but ultimately a good, a really good learning experience for them. Give mine out to uh, state troopers. They got down to Raleigh safely and then getting pulled over. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, shout out to um, honestly the high school girls that I coach um, from Delaware Union. Way to persevere. Uh, I hope we hopefully we have a good weekend. Um, it's been tough just getting games, and then you know we were supposed to have I think five games in the span of two weeks. We've only had two. We've gotten two. But it's all right. I think I think we'll be okay. We worked on a lot of things that we need to work on last night. Um, I'm not sure what you worked on on Wednesday, but I'm sure it was good decision making. But um, you know, just you know, thanks for the perseverance. You know, it's it's hard when all the other states around you play high school soccer in the fall. Yeah. We play it in the spring. You know, and with that, girls play field hockey in the fall. They run cross country yeah. in the fall, like volleyball. Volleyball, they're in the cheer, they're in the band, they're in the color. Like, there's so many other things that they can be doing, and just persevere and be able to, like, you know, just still be able to battle and compete within every single game. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, all of our teams do really well. Hopefully, high school girls do really well this weekend. Make sure you follow us on. Shout out to the boys' teams going to the Explorer Cup. That's right, and the 2011 girls. And the 2011 girls. That's right. Yeah. So shout but, out to KP. Yes, shout out to KP. She's off the market, fellas. <laughs> I don't know if she wanted that publicly. Out she didn't. There. She didn't want that publicly. Oh. I'm gonna put that out there. She's off the market for any podcaster. I was like, I'm in love with KP, and she's <laughs> off the market. <laughs> um, all right. Well, make sure you follow us at at de soccer podcast at de soccer podcast on uh, Instagram. Thanks for joining us this week, and remember, always receive the ball on your front foot. <laughs>